feel better about yourself too. And you feel more connected to yourself. And that leads to not feeling lonely because the first step, like we keep going back to in loneliness is if you feel disconnected from other people, that's because you're feeling disconnected from yourself because you can't authentically connect to other people if you aren't embracing who you are authentically. Hi guys. Hello. It's good to see everyone. We're not seeing people. I'm seeing Ravisha. I was going to say it's good to see Ravisha because honestly, I've not seen Ravisha's face, I think in like a week and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't um, seen you other than your Instagram. <laughs> honestly, same. We like, we have barely been able to catch up. And so right before we even hit record, we had like some weird conversations going on but we've worked through them and now we're here ready to record <laughs> like weird conversations because we both did not communicate with each other and I could like tell something was off with her and she could tell something was off with me too but we both were just like overcompensating in our own ways which for me is to like anxiously talk and try to like overdo things and for Rivi shots to be like very chill and act like she doesn't care <laughs> and so we both were feeling the same way and we just had to sit down and be like okay what is going on these vibes are very weird like we literally had the conversation of are you mad at me like did I do something and we both asked one another and both of us were like no like nothing's wrong but I don't know I guess we both kind of um came off that way towards each other which like can happen sometimes I mean we we have been like texting here and there I feel like but like we haven't really like talked in a little bit so like that was kind of off and like I think um like we're not gonna lie to you guys like it has been hard to find time to record for both of us with like our schedules and so I think we both also have just been feeling like the pressures of that and like we don't want to be stressed when recording and we want it to be like a fun thing for us both so I think we both are just feeling a lot of emotions and stuff right now and we're kind of not taking it out on each other necessarily but then like not like communicating with each other about that and so yeah, we just had to like hash it out <laughs> before we recorded. Yeah, because both of us have had really busy schedules. And again, like we talked about it in our summer burnout episode, all good things, but our weekends have been so busy and it's with things like weddings and celebrations and, you know, birthdays, friend events. And it's just been a lot happening through the weekends. And then during the week, it can sometimes be hard with recording at times because Ravisha and I have different job schedules. I have evenings that are sometimes a little busier just because um, clients want to meet in the evenings, right? Like around outside of work hours. And then for Ravisha, she's strictly like work hours. So for me, I'm sometimes like, oh, it's better to record during the workday. And she's like, no, but I have a nine to five job. And I'm like, my job is accommodating to people with nine to five jobs. So I can see them outside of it. So we've been finding ways that we need to start communicating more about it. And even with what we just talked about, we came to more of a solution of being like, okay, let's have two days that we set aside on our Google calendar. And we started doing that. And we're just going to make those non-negotiable days that no matter what comes up, we have to record on those days. And more so we just have, I guess, like expectations of each other. We talked about that too earlier, but I think it's helpful for us. Yeah. Like, I think this is maybe like a good example too, like how sometimes like, um, 
we're both assuming like certain things, how one another is feeling and kind of like not really addressing it, but just assuming these things. And like, like Debbie was assuming that like I was annoyed at her and I was assuming that Debbie was annoyed at me, but like neither one of us was annoyed of each other. So like, it's funny how those assumptions even like come up. Like I, like I literally had to ask her like, like what's wrong? Like, you know, it was really, it was like, sometimes that happens, right? Like you're not just always like aligned on things and that that's fine. But like, I think this was like kind of like a great example. And that's why we wanted to even tell you guys, like, um, like it happens sometimes, like it's no one's fault. Like we both, we both just had long days of work. We both like Divya is coming off, like off a really busy weekend, you know, and like, I haven't like really talked to her. So it's just like a lot of things going on. And so we weren't going to, we weren't like, both of us weren't like ready to like press record. Cause we both are just like, something is off. Like we can't like, just like keep doing it. And so that's why we want to be like authentic with you guys as well. And transparent because I feel after we talked about it, then we were just like, Oh, haha, who cares? We, we were, we're like fine now. But in the beginning part, it was so awkward. I think if we recorded, then you all would be like, I mean, maybe you wouldn't, we perceive it that way. Cause we know yeah. each other. So be like, okay, what is going on with them? But I feel now we're back to just everything is fine. And I think it also just like highlights how important it is to communicate with people about how you're feeling. And it doesn't have to be anything that is so confrontational. It could just be simply being curious, like, okay, what is going on? Or are you upset? Or is there something you want to tell me? Because I think that us both saying that and not beating around the bush is what really had helped us. And now I feel really excited to go into this episode because we both have talked about this topic a lot and you know, honestly, I don't, I didn't want any weird vibes when we were doing this episode because I was excited for this episode. I know. And this is like your expertise. Like you're so like, um, so our topic today that we're talking about is, um, what people don't talk about adult loneliness and, um, Divya has come up with like really good tips and advice, um, that comes along with this topic. And we just wanted to kind of like take those um, topics and kind of break them down further and like discuss our own um, examples with it and stuff today too. So like, we're really excited to talk about it. Um, Why don't you start Divya with kind of introducing what adult loneliness is? Yeah. Yeah. So I really like to discuss in on my Instagram and also it comes up a lot in my clinical work about life transitions for typically young adults. And when I say young adults, what like developmental psychologists define young adults are the ages of like 18 to 40. So during those times, there's a lot of transitioning happening, right? Like you're, a lot of people are moving out of their houses, going to college or moving on their own, um, finding life partners, figuring themselves out, um, what their careers are. So there's a lot that's happening during that time. And anytime there's change or transition, there's always some sense of loss and disconnection. And one really big misperception about loneliness that I really try to talk on my Instagram about is that loneliness isn't about being physically lonely, that there's such a myth. And honestly, for a long time, I also thought that loneliness was about physically being lonely. So, and, but it's really an emotional experience and it's emotional experience when we feel disconnected from ourselves or you feel disconnected from other people because even if you have one close friend you that that can ease a sense of loneliness you can have like a hundred friends and if you don't really feel like they know you or you can't really be authentically connected to them then you can experience loneliness and so there's like this double 
edge sort of it is like it's really hard to be authentic and vulnerable with people because it's scary but then at the same time when we're not that way we end up feeling lonely so this is like this big struggle that I see a lot of young adults deal with and face and so I think it's really important that we talk about it yeah um I'm really excited to talk about this too because I feel like um I've definitely felt like loneliness like post college or even like in college like you know like and you it's really hard to do, like you said, it's kind of really hard to like really define adult loneliness unless like, you know, you're given like clear examples of it because yeah, like you can be surrounded by so many people and question why you're maybe feeling a certain type of way. But then like, once you kind of break it down, like you just did, it kind of explains like, oh, it doesn't matter if you have one person in your corner or 10, like you can still feel like those emotions and still like, feel misplaced a little bit yeah yeah because I think the biggest game changer comes from when you start being really authentically connected with people Mm -hmm. but then the flip side of that is to be authentically connected with people and being able to express your needs to people is needing to understand that on your own and when we don't even know our own needs and we aren't even authentic with ourselves then there's like no way we can be authentic with other people Mm -hmm. so that also goes into all of these things that we discuss on this podcast like societal pressures and hustle culture and you know all these like expectations of who we should be that keep us more and more disconnected with ourselves. So that's why loneliness is so prevalent. And we, again, we just don't talk about it, but it's kind of inevitable when you think about all the things that are going on in life and it's like naturally going to lead us to feeling disconnected. Yeah. Um, so I think like what we're going to really kind of talk about today is kind of breaking it down a little bit, what adult loneliness can look like or like what it can mean to some people And we can talk about our own experiences as well and what we felt, but also just in general, again, like this is like a big broad topic, like there's like endless amounts of things that we can talk about here. So um, I think we're just going to like touch the surface level of it, but hopefully we can break it down. So everyone listening kind of understands. Yeah. I mean, for us, I guess like we can even talk about our own life transitions and how that happens and loneliness can happen when people are are we don't feel connected to the people around us because we're going through our own transitions but I think it's interesting for us too because we both started and like with all our friends too or anyone else of our age range is we all start in this kind of like many of us in this conventional path of grade school and then some people go to college some people start their careers but it's like typically being on the same route kind of for the first like 18 to 22 years of your life and then we all are doing our own things and before we know it some people are you know they're in certain jobs or they're starting businesses or they're getting married or they're becoming parents and then it's so much harder to relate to people so for you in your experiences I mean with me and then also your other friendships how has that been for your own feelings of loneliness if you've ever been on different paths and those around you yeah I think um one of the things that really kind of hit my adult loneliness was actually like after I graduated college, like that's when I realized, oh, like everyone is now doing different things. Like we're not like, you know how you, like, like you just said, like your grade school, middle school, high school, like you're all on the same path together, right? You're all like taking the same classes, like you're doing the same things, right? Like, so it's like everyone around you is kind of having the same goal in mind, like graduate high school, graduate college, and then basically you're on your own. 
So I think like one of the things that I felt post-college was this loneliness because I wasn't doing like what everyone else was doing. Like I didn't have um, a job lined up right out of college. I was essentially taking a gap year and like studying for um, some for graduate schools and stuff. And that was so different to a lot of the people around me. Whereas like some of my friends did have that nine to five corporate job startup, like as soon as they graduated, I did have some other friends doing gap years, but like, you know, in different ways. And um, one of the best things though, was that Divya was kind of doing the same thing as me. And so that really helped me during that time. Cause like we both moved back home and I feel like we were both each other's shoulders, like truly each other not. during that time. Yeah. We, we both were like, I hate to admit it, but we were pretty unwell that year. I would we say just, depressed. we were pretty lost. Um, it's like, we knew what we wanted to do and we knew like what we were like, what we're striving for and what our goals were. But, you know, it's like, how do you get there? Or like, what are the, like, what are the steps that you need to take to get there? And then also, again, like social media, all these other things, like the people that you just graduated with are now living their best lives, right? Because they like had that, that big kid job, like they're making money. Like for us, we had like part-time jobs um, while we were studying. And so it was a really difficult time for both of us, I feel like. And like, um, I remember just feeling like, I wanted to compare myself to everyone around me and almost sometimes felt like a failure or like, did I, like I didn't have it all together and like almost ashamed, I would say, because again, like also my parents weren't like super happy either of me taking a gap year, but like, you know, I knew I needed to do it for myself. And so, yeah, just, I think that was when I truly felt like, oh, wow, like, like I have all these friends and I have all these people around me and I like you know that's so great but like it was really lonely and I think the only other person really that understood was Divya yeah yeah and for everyone else we kind of had to pretend like everything was fine and I think for me that made it even lonelier Mm -hmm. because it's like then we see people on the weekend right and they're like oh my gosh I had this with my boss and like whatever I went to this work happy hour and they're talking about a corporate job and we were both like really unhappy. Like we were both not in jobs that we really loved. We didn't know what we were doing. We were essentially working to make money. Like we needed to survive. So we were working jobs. And I think for that, it's tough because then you're not even happy in what you're doing. Like both of us were just working only for the sake of making money because I mean, at the end of the day, that's essential, right? Like some, a lot of us have to just work jobs because we just need to meet our daily needs. But we both were just like pretending then that we were okay and we were happy in what we were doing and we couldn't really be authentic. Oh, we felt like we could, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you. I felt like I couldn't be authentic because the people around me seemed so happy and I didn't want to be like, Hey, like I actually don't really like what I'm doing and I'm really lost. And so I just kept it to myself. Yeah. And I would agree. Like it, you know, like you're 22, right. And it's like, you don't want, it's so hard, but like, the term failure comes up, comes up for me a lot during this time, because like, I'm thinking because I didn't do it, quote unquote, the right way or the way that you're supposed to do it, where you're just supposed to be like, bam, 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 continuing on from one stage to the next stage. I, it was really hard to basically admit to others, like how I was feeling and like, how like, 
yeah, like, did I want to do a gap year? Yes, 100%. I did. I did think it was needed. But did I want to like, admit that like, it also made me feel like vulnerable and sad? No. So like, you know how like a lot of people ask you, like, once you graduate college, or like, what are you up to? You know, you milk it in such a certain way when you respond to people that like you want to seem like you're really happy and like this was totally part of the plan like you have this whole elaborate like plan to explain to them you know like family and friends like made that are not in your inner circle right they they don't know and so yeah like it definitely I definitely felt like inauthentic to myself and how was it for you supporting those friends when you were feeling unauthentic and disconnected to yourself and seeing your friends and what you were perceiving as they were thriving? I think I like, like, I genuinely was happy for like all my friends and like felt like, like, just like the, like wanted to support them the most, but I just don't think I knew how to completely do that. Like, I think it was like almost like I would hide like how I was like really feeling or like who I was really being but then like like obviously still be there for them and talk to them but like not really um open up I would say I was pretty closed off yeah I mean were you processing any of your own stuff because one thing I'm and the reason I asked that is because what I've seen with people and also for me is when I felt really lonely and disconnected it's because I wasn't being real with myself like I wasn't even with myself about how I was doing so how the heck could I be real with other people so where were you at with that yeah and like when I was talking about all these emotions and stuff I was feeling at that time I didn't really realize that like that's when like I was just kind of like going with the flow like not really like sitting with myself and like really listen like understanding how I was feeling and yeah that's what I'm I think that's what it was like I was just inauthentic to who I who I was Mm -hmm. And it's tough with friends being in different life stages because we're talking about situations where friends, I guess, like kind of stayed as part of our life, even though our stages were different. And I mean, friendships can shift. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, a friendship ended because there might be just times where, I mean, sometimes friendships do end, but there also might be times that they're just not as prominent on your life or they're a little bit more in the background than they are in the forefront. So that can be really hard too, because right now we're, again, we're talking about like friends who've stayed in our life, but I mean... I, I can share on this too, but I'm curious for you first, like what are times that like, have you ever noticed that's shifted or friendships have shifted as they've gotten nine to fives or they've done different things and like you've experienced loneliness from that? Yeah, I will say like there, um, you definitely see a shift in different parts of your life of like, not like that, like who you're not friends with, or maybe like, maybe who you're not as close with who you used to be like, a year ago, you know, like, I feel like those shifts kind of happen. And I don't think maybe we don't talk about it enough. But like, I feel like we should like normalize that. Like, I, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. Like, sometimes your schedules don't line up or like where you're at in life, like don't line up. So it's really hard to continue that same kind of friendship that maybe you had a year ago. Um, Like, you know, like, sometimes when you think about like, the people you're friends with in college, most of them had like somewhat of the same routine as you, like same schedule. And like, it was really easy to kind of just like have that person be your person. But then like, as soon as you both are like off doing different things, it's really hard to like maintain that kind of same level of friendship, right? Totally. And I, for me, when that happens, we definitely need to talk about it more. And that's why I like try to bring it up on social media is I felt a lot of guilt for that. Like, 
that, oh my gosh, this person served me so much in this time of my life and they're not serving me as much anymore. It can feel like you're almost like replacing people, even though you're not really replacing people. You're just yeah. using people more or like letting people into your life more who are meeting those needs. But I think that there can be this gap, which is where people feel lonely because they're realizing, okay, I might have outgrown this friendship or this person hasn't served me, but I also feel really bad about it. And I feel like I have to force this friendship to work. But honestly, that, that for me has made me more lonely. That's made me feel so lonely, just forcing a friendship because it's like, they, I'm not being authentic with them. They're not being authentic with me. So naturally we're not feeling connected. So of course I'm going to feel lonely. Yeah. I, I'm really glad that you brought it up like that because I think, yeah, that's, very important that that guilt is what like really makes you feel bad like you want like you know how sometimes like you text someone like you're like oh I haven't like hung out with you in a while like let's catch up and sometimes like the reciprocation is like yeah let's like let's plan something and then nothing ever gets planned yeah that kind of like shows you that like you don't care that much but also that person doesn't care that much to like make that effort to actually make the plans. And like, I feel like, you know, if you want to see someone, you make the plan, like you'll figure it out. Like no matter what, like, like prime example is like you and me, like we are, we have the most unaligned schedules of all time. Like nothing ever lines up, but somehow we like make something work. Like anytime, like you come in in town or like, I try to come see you. Like we try, we do the most ridiculous things to see each other, you know? And when you maybe live in the same city as that person and they're like, and you both know that you like haven't talked to each other or like spent spent some time together and you aren't trying to make an effort, that's more of a, like an example to show you that like, it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. right now is like not, maybe you're just like at different stages, like, both you know both are like doing different things and that's fine I think we should like be okay with that yeah and outgrowing them and when we outgrow them also like embracing the ways that you've grown because I think when we try to make ourselves small in relationships or like try to fit ourselves into relationships then we end up again feeling disconnected from ourselves and I like realized for me that's where so much of my loneliness had come from with being like friends being in different stages because I always was like I have so many friends I have so many people who I love who love me but I think I'm feeling a lot more connected in my relationships as I've gotten older because I've been like doing my own more I've been doing my own self-discovery and you know processing what's going on internally for me so I can be more real with my friends and sometimes that means that I have grown in ways that other relationships just are not going to serve me or they just can't keep up with And when I stop forcing myself to like push myself and to be that person that maybe they like a different relationship would have expected, I started feeling a lot better. But I also think that it can be hard to grow on our own and like allow ourselves to grow because there's a lot of loneliness that comes with growth and there's a lot of loneliness that comes with healing. And I think that's what can be really hard because we think growth and healing should feel really good at all times, but it's actually really lonely to grow and it's lonely to heal and feel better because then that means that you know, people might not get you anymore. Yeah. Do you think that sometimes when like people are like doing their healing and their growth, that's why people sometimes give up on it like a little more easily because of that feelingness of like, feel like, you know, like feeling lonely with that. And, you know, 
I think we're always kind of told like, oh, you'll f- you're, you're going to feel so great when you put in that work in yourself or like you do that self-discovery, but like no one really tells you like how hard that is though either. Right. Yeah. No, I totally think that's why people give up a lot that I've given up many times when I've been doing that kind of work because of that, because you outgrow people, you outgrow relationships. And then the way you show up to a new situations isn't how you used to, right? So you're just not going to jive anymore. Like for some people, the things I used to talk about, like for me, it wasn't authentic, but I, I, I turned my back on that authenticity because I wanted to be accepted. So I talked about things or did things I didn't really want to do because I wanted to be accepted. But when we're trying to be accepted and we turn our back on authenticity, then we're going to be lonely because we're disconnected from ourselves. So yeah, I mean, when I started embracing my authentic self a little bit more, there were a lot of times that I, I, I was like, oh, screw that. I'm going to just like seek acceptance because it feels lonely and people don't, don't know how to communicate or be with you anymore. So I totally agree that people give up on that. Like I've done that. I mean, I think you have to keep pushing through because, and, and trying to nurture a new community of people or people who might serve your needs mm-hmm. um, in the ways that it needs to be. Yeah. It's so tough, right? Like, like I think like, like having to even first realize that you're feeling this way is so hard to do because like, it's, you know, sometimes if you're like, you know, how sometimes like you can feel sad or like feel like kind of a little empty inside, like maybe on weeks on end, days on end, it can be like whatever period of time. And like, you try to like fill that space with like other things like going on. I think that is what we're like all used to doing, but like we need to take more time to feel like sit with that emptiness that sometimes we can feel or like, you know, there's so many ways to kind of like, you know, you have to be comfortable with being by yourself in your thoughts. I think like you have to understand how you feel. Like that's the number one most important thing um, that I also have learned like in therapy is that some, sometimes I'm, I'm not really understanding myself because I'm not allowing to understand myself. Mm-hmm. And um, that loneliness like creeps up for he- from here and like here and there, like from time to time, because like internally, like your body, your mind is trying to tell you this. And like, you have to like listen to that part of your body and mind. Yeah. Cause if we're staying busy all the time and doing all these things, we're never going to know what we need and we're never going to know what we're feeling. And I think for me, that's why I ran away from those feelings of loneliness for so long. And I ran away from understanding that, Hey, I don't feel authentic with myself or I don't feel like I'm really showing up the way that I am in my relationships because like I didn't allow myself to show up in that way. I kept pushing that version of me down because I didn't want to sit with the quietness and I didn't want to sit with the emotions of loneliness and so yeah it requires slowing down but again that can feel so hard because you know, tying it also to some, some community stuff and then some also just like societal pressures is there's societal pressures of needing to succeed and thrive and you watch everyone around you working at a million miles a minute then you're on instagram and on social media and people are posting about their promotions and their nice vacations and their nice cars and so you're like oh crap i need to make more money like what the heck am I doing? I need to hustle more. And then there's wow. these expectations of family and, and and culturally of, oh, you need to do this and you need to do, you know, take these paths to be successful. So it's hard because yeah, we need to sit with ourselves to even realize how lonely we're feeling because it's an emotional experience. We have to sit with our emotions, but at the same time, like all the odds can feel like it's against our favor to do that. So then we just sit with this like perpetual loneliness. 
And then you're in an endless cycle with yourself, um, you know, until you like really like start like recognizing that and finding ways for you to combat that. Like what, Divya, like what are maybe some of advice tips that you would give someone that's maybe feeling this way or like struggling to like kind of come out of it? Well, first is definitely to acknowledge that it is an emotional experience that's in response to feeling disconnected from yourself, feeling disconnected from others and not in like this authentic version that wants to be seen, right? And wants to feel acknowledged by people because I think that a lot of times people run away from it because they feel like loneliness isn't really what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it's again, right? With that myth of, oh, you can only feel lonely if you have no one around you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have a group of friends or you have coworkers that you enjoy being around, a lot of the time I hear people just shaming themselves like, oh, I, I shouldn't feel this way because I have X, Y, Z in my life. And it's like, okay, you could have X, Y, Z in your life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're meeting your emotional needs. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is just acknowledging that it's okay to feel lonely. And then also just because you're feeling lonely, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the people in your life, right? It's not like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. So let me blame everyone around me because they're not good enough. Because again, it's just that people might, people might not be meeting your needs because A, you might not be communicating them because you don't even know what your needs are. So in that case, then what we're saying to sit with your emotions and take some time back and realize for yourself so you can even have that awareness to communicate or B is that like you might have outgrown that and they aren't able or they're not willing or they don't have the capacity to serve those needs. And in those ways, then maybe you've outgrown that. But the first thing is being real with yourself that it's okay to feel that way because then you can realize like what you need to do. You can like form a bit more of a game plan on that. Yeah. Um, That's like all like really great advice. And like, I want to emphasize the fact that like, you can't like blaming the people around you for your loneliness is not going to help you. Um, You know, it's not anyone else's job to fulfill you. It's not anyone else's job to make you feel worthy. It's within yourself And that's why, like, we, Divya and I both encourage that so much. Like, it's, like, a theme across our episodes that, like, it all starts within yourself and, like, figuring out, like, what you're feeling inside and, like, what you feel like is missing, then figure out why that's missing and, like, really understanding um, this stuff within you because you can't expect anyone to fill a void within you, like, because that's only going to be cause like a more like destructive relationship with, with whatever you have with that person, because you're expecting, you're putting so many expectations on that person. Um, you know, like Divi and I both like, again, do a lot of work on ourselves to like, not like feel like, you know, like we're like, you know, feel a hundred percent almost right. Like that's like, feel like the best way to say it. Like, it's like a really tough journey to be on by yourself. And again, like Divya also said, like that can, being on that self journey can be lonely and it can cause you to feel like a lot of people right now in your life, maybe like don't really understand. And like, that's what you have to be comfortable with that. Exactly. Because maybe they won't understand, but that also, yeah, isn't their fault, but that also means that there is going to be so many other people who might understand, but it's just like seeking that out. Mm -hmm. And that can mean, being vulnerable, right? Or like finding new people or going to meetups or, you know, seeking out new relationships. It doesn't mean that the old relationships don't matter. It just means that they don't serve your needs in the way that you, you, you need in that moment. So it means also 
having to go out of your comfort zone. But I really like that emphasis. You said that it's not about blaming people because I think when we blame people, then we just sit in the cycle of, oh, they make me feel X, Y, Z. They don't, right? It's just like, then is that productive? It, it's not. And it doesn't make you feel any better. So why keep doing that? Yeah. I know. And like, I, I mean, I will admit to like when, so Divi and I did have like that year of us, like leaning on each other and being there for one another after college. And then she moved like, I want to say like, I was never upset or I never like was um, mad at you for leaving. Cause like, obviously I knew you had to go do that. And if anything, like, I think, um, And I want to like, I'm like saying this because it's like, because you left, that didn't mean that like my loneliness became bigger or like it got worse or anything. In fact, if anything, it helped it because like, you know, you were going out to do like your thing in New York and like go to grad school. And then I was still figuring out my stuff here at home. And like, it was really nice because we still did rely on each other during that time, but it was in like a different space, you know, like we were doing different things but then like still able to like confine in one another and what we were feeling and like again like that's what I'm saying like I didn't depend on Divya to fill that void in me and she like vice versa yeah I think one thing that's helped us also stay authentic in our relationships even when we're in different stages of life we like share that with each other or like we ask about what's going on in each other's life because yeah for you like you you don't you won't personally be able to know the dynamics of, I don't know, issues of being married or with in-laws or family stuff, but like you ask questions. So you do know as much as you can. And from that, you can, you can, you know, have empathy. And I think sometimes when we're in different stages of life as our friends, we just don't bother trying to know. Cause it's like, Oh, I don't relate to that. So like, I'm going to just not talk about that topic. Cause I, I, I can't relate. But it's like, instead of doing that, that only leads to feeling more disconnected. It's, it's if you don't have to be personally in that situation to be able to have empathy and relate to it and feel connected, you can ask questions, you can be curious. And then so you can connect to them and still meet their needs. You don't have to be in the same stage of life. And I think that's something that like a lot of people have to learn to do because like, it's really easy to sometimes like be friends with someone because like you relate on a lot of the things or like you're doing the same things in life. But yeah, eventually like everyone is on different paths and like no one is doing the same thing like constantly. Like that's that's just that how it works. And so, yeah, like I'm glad that you did say that because like, yeah, like do I know anything about being married? No way. But like, can I listen to you and like empath- empath- empathize with like maybe some things that you're going through? 100%. And like also vice versa, like, you haven't been single in like what eight years? Like, I don't oh my even. Gosh. Yeah, it's been oh my so God, eight long. years. Yeah, and even yeah. Wait, really? Eight years? It's been eight years. I have been wow. twenty fifteen. See, that's crazy. Like, you literally been in a relationship for eight years, and like for me, I have like obviously not been, but like you still hear about like all the things that I have to say about like dating or anything like that, and like it's obviously hard for you to relate again. It's been eight years, but like <laughs> the dating world is so different now than it was when I was dating. Like I was dating at the times where you still like met people in person. And now I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just so wild to see how the dating game has progressed. But I ask questions. I asked Ravisha about like, what's it like to message a guy on, is it Bumble or Hinge where you message 
message a guy. Oh my God, I sound so like hinge. What's it like to message a guy on hinge? Or, you know, I don't know. I ask questions. Like, of course, I don't know what it's like to do that. But it's like, instead of avoiding all this at any topic of Ravisha's dating life, because I don't know what it's like to be dating, mm. I ask. And then so because of that, yeah, I can be curious and I can empathize and we can be connected. And like as someone that like hates talking about themselves or like bringing stuff up in conversation, like because like I think like, oh, that other person is like not interested or like, you know, they don't really care. Like that's something, again, I'm working on. And like I know that like that's not how it is, but like it's just how I've always felt. So like I'm trying to be better about like opening up more. And like that has been a challenge for me. And I know it's like not easy for everyone to be like super vulnerable or even like something as simple as like sometimes talking about my day is like really hard to other people. And like, I will admit that, but like, I'm trying to like also realize that like, again, that everyone can read my mind. And so if I do want to talk about something, like I have to say it out loud. That's the only way, like, I can't expect Divya in in New Jersey to read my mind and what's going on. Like I can't. And like, I think like, that's also like, that's why I just want to like emphasize again that like, you know, it's not easy. Like sometimes you really have to like work on these things with yourself to like Mm -hmm. be able to be like open and like understand how you're feeling. Yeah. And being open with ourselves too can be hard, like realizing these realities because I think for me, when I would realize a lot of my loneliness and what was going on and I just felt disconnected from the people around me, a lot of it was rooted because I was just felt so much pressure to fit in and be the same as everyone around me because I feel a lot of the time I did not feel, and that's what I've been, I've been working on for a lot of my adult life is feeling different from people around me and a lot of my communities. And so because of that, I felt a lot of this inauthenticity and this pressure to fit in and I think that's very prevalent in our society too, is this inauthenticity pressure to fit in. We have to be the same as other people, have the same career goals, make the same amount of money and, you know, have the same kind of lifestyles. But I think that can also lead to feeling really lonely and what's come up for you or have you ever experienced that in relation to loneliness? Yeah. Like, I just feel like, like I am probably like the only like clinical researcher in my, both my, like in my friend groups. So like, when it even comes to like talking about like my job or um, like really explaining what I do, like I like feel almost um, kind of invisible. And like, that's like not in a bad way. Like no one makes me feel like that, but it's like when like multiple of your friends have like corporate jobs, they can easily talk about like work stuff or like, you know, um, like a different side of healthcare. Like they can talk about that too. But when like, you're kind of like one of the only ones that has a specific job, like I do, I sometimes like feel like, oh, like I don't really like fit in with this kind of stuff. And maybe like no one really understands what I do. And then I feel like I want to almost like hide in a corner sometimes because like, it's really hard for me to like kind of speak up and like, um, kind of explain what I do and then like the pressures of like like you know like trying to talk about your job and like it's even with old friends or new friends it can be weird um and so yeah like I think that that's what I like struggle with and like that's what I'm trying to like be um more open about and just be like like maybe if people don't really understand what I do maybe explain it more or like um 
be more casual about talking about it. So then that way I don't feel like it's a big thing, you know, for me to talk about. Because when you hide away like that, I mean, I imagine that leads to you feeling like, like struggling to be more authentic with yourself. Because all that yeah. sense to yourself is like, oh, my job isn't whatever good enough or something. So of course, even for yourself, you're going to feel shame about it. And then you won't even yeah. feel good about yourself. Yeah. And that's weird because at the end of the day, I do know that like, it, it's, it's not like it's not good enough. Like, that's a thing. You're really know? good at your job. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just like that society thing, right? Where like, just because it's like not a job that like maybe everyone has or like, I haven't like connected with that many people like in this field as well. And like, that's kind of what I, um, I wanted to mention too, Divya, like you've made such a big effort to like connect with people in your field specifically, like, and like t- meet up with those people and talk to those people. And like, I feel like that has helped you, right? Feel more comfortable and like almost like not had that imposter syndrome with their job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. And I think a really big way, like a gateway to that was honestly my Instagram is because I started to meet a lot more therapist friends in the area. And even as like a South Asian therapist, I felt a lot of my own. There's just like not a lot of South Asian therapists. Right. And so like, I have a lot of friends who are therapists, but not a lot of before friends who are South Asian therapists. So I felt like I had my own struggles with it. And then now that I have that, I have like a deeper layer of authenticity that I can share. But yeah, I mean, that's also what goes back with the part of what can you do when we feel lonely, right? It's like stepping out of your comfort zone because has it been uncomfortable to like slide into another like South Asian therapist DMs and be like, hey, like if you're in New York, I would love to grab coffee. Like, yeah, yeah, it does feel awkward at first. But then when you meet them, you're like, Oh, I'm so glad that I did that. And there have been times that I'm meeting people from Instagram that I'm like telling Ravisha, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like yeah. they're going to like think I'm weird or I don't know. We all have our own insecurities. And, but it's like when you meet someone that you feel like you can be authentic with, then you feel better about yourself too. And you feel more connected to yourself. And that leads to not feeling lonely because the first step, like we keep going back to in loneliness is if you feel disconnected from other people, that's because you're feeling disconnected from yourself because you can't authentically connect to other people if you aren't embracing who you are authentically. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like, there's just so many different factors. Like it, it might not be just your job. It might not, you know, like there's just so many other things that like, you know, as an adult, I just feel like we have not been prepared for. Like I, like, there's just so many things that you realize that you're like, oh man, this is like hard. Like friends are hard. Jobs are hard. Having a social life is hard. Like there's so many things. And I think like every day I'm like, how, how does everyone do this? You know? I remember what thinking the same thing. Cause I mean, I totally relate to that. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're both constantly like on the go all the time and but then also trying to like really listen to ourselves and like what we're going through because also we we both realize when we are not listening to how we're feeling we become so strung out and like so unhappy because it's like we're not listening to our bodies and like we're not like taking the time out to um put in the effort in ourselves and like that's when you like really find yourself like again those patterns of loneliness and like other things come up Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like this reinforcing concept of I have to always be on the go. I have to fit in with people around me. I have to, you know, 
put so much effort into relationships that I've outgrown or they're not serving me. All that does is just exhaust us. Like it just kind of keeps us on this like hamster wheel of this never ending just struggle and battle. But I think once we start realizing like what's helpful, what's serving us, then letting it go. Because a lot of the time what people do and what I've done too is like analyze, like, is this good for me or is this bad for me? And I'm like, who cares about that? Like, is it helpful? Is it serving you or not? Because it's like, we, if we shame ourselves of placing things into a category of good or bad, that doesn't really take you anywhere. Just like, is this helpful for you? Is this leading you closer to where you emotionally are? Is this leading you closer to feeling authentically connected to yourself? And if the answer is no, then like, okay, how can you move away from it? And if it's yes, then keep doing it more. Yeah, that's so true. It's so tough. Like, and like we said, like we've done a lot of work on ourselves, like, and are continuing to do so to even like get to this point. And um, it's like, I just want to say again, like, you know, using your I statements and like really trying to like listen to yourself and like, it could be like the simplest thing sometimes, like maybe you can just start with asking yourself like after a day of work or maybe in the beginning of day, like, oh, how am I feeling today? And like put an emotion towards that, that will help you regulate your emotions better as well. Like sometimes you just start like really small and like, then that can help with like, once you like regulate your emotions a little bit better, you can understand, okay, like what is making me feel a certain way? Like you can start putting some of the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And then you might start realizing too, that a lot of it is because you don't feel authentic and you don't feel connected because for Mm -hmm. me, that's like what so much of it was, was just like trying to you know, fit into relationships, fit into society, fit into expectations. And all of that only just moved me further away from what it meant to be connected to myself in an authentic way and in turn connected to other people authentically. And I think that's a really big struggle that so many young adults go through because they're transitioning from a lot of different life stages, they're figuring themselves out. So it's so important to talk about it because it's this universal experience, but it's something that we just don't talk about. Yeah. And everyone has different transitions in life. And like, Um, like we've mentioned like a couple of them, like getting married, graduating college, but like, there's just so, there's so many more other life transitions. Right. So like that, like these feelings can come up like during any big major life event or, you know, so that's why we kind of like hit on it a little briefly today. And I mean, I hope some of this stuff is helpful for you. Like, um, something you, maybe you can relate to or like come back to and think about. Yeah and how it's coming up in your life. And it's okay if you're feeling lonely. In fact, it's actually good to feel lonely because when you feel lonely, you realize like where your needs aren't being met and then you can move forward toward meeting your needs. So instead of being like, I'm feeling so lonely, something's wrong with me, X, Y, Z, maybe shifting that to like, okay, I'm feeling lonely. So my needs aren't being met in some kind of way. And how can I take steps to meet those needs? Because when we're just shaming ourselves for feeling lonely and not feeling enough, then that doesn't move us toward meeting our needs. So, you know, actually feeling lonely, it can move you toward your needs. And so it might be actually a good thing. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I think when we think of the term loneliness, we immediately think negative, which it can be, but it also can also have a positive outcome in a way. And like, it's only when you like break it down and really like explain it I think that it it makes sense why it can be a positive thing but yeah like I think most of us like run away from that word or like don't want to use it often because it like can mean a bad thing but you know it's 
it's if you're feeling loneliness and you understand why that's a good thing but if you're feeling loneliness and you're having a tough time figuring out why that's when maybe you need to figure out like what more work you can start putting into yourself yeah and like maybe accessing resources that you're able to like I know for both of us it's been really helpful with therapy but you know even talking maybe to a therapist or to friends who you do feel you can be authentic with journaling, stuff like that. And just like tapping that a little bit more. Yeah. All right. I mean, I feel like we can talk about this episode for a really long time or this topic because we just, we on our own talk about it a lot, but I don't want to overwhelm all of you. So maybe we'll take a little pause on that, but definitely we'll continue this topic. A lot of things that I like to use in terms of like, how can we move forward on a topic is your feedback. So if you have any feedback about like what more you want to hear with this topic, feel free to send us a DM in our Instagram at conversations brewing, or even, um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a way to contact us. I was going to say something on Apple, but then I'm like, I don't think they can message us through Apple podcast. This is why Arvisha manages all this back end tech stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh, or message us on Apple podcast. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't do that. And I don't think you can. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, feel free to like talk to us about this more. And if you want to hear more about it, we're like, would love to record more. I hope you guys like took away something from this episode. Um, like I said, Divya is an expert on this. She sees like many, clients um kind of facing these similar problems and like has a lot of experience kind of dealing with it so I'm like really glad we talked about it today and it was like kind of nice to talk about our own experiences as well you know that we've recovered from yeah or working through and I'm also glad that we shared when we started about our weirdness before we got on it was funny we just like I think we should talk about that in the beginning and first my initial thought was like why would we do that but then I was I was I took a step back and was like, okay, this podcast is about being real. This podcast is about being authentic. So she's right. We're going to talk about it. But I think it's so good to do that. Yeah. Also, like, nothing's wrong. So that's what makes it funny. Yeah. We're, like, if we actually had a blow-up fight, we probably would not have. <laughs> but again, then again, like, we've never had one of those. So. <laughs> yeah, we've never had one of those. So because we communicate. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I guess we will see you all next week. Yeah, tune into another episode next week. Um, and if you've been listening for a while, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, and again, like any feedback, um, we're welcome to take. So let awesome. us know. Let us know on our Instagram and uh, Ravisha on my Instagram too. So Ravisha on Instagram is at Raisin Ravisha. And then I'm at Instagram at My Matters with Dip. So feel free to give both of us a follow too, so you can see a little bit more about some of the behind the scenes of our podcast. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.